0: Hey family, Paul here. I want to take a quick moment and share something you may not know. CDM is a nonprofit ministry. That means everything we do is supported by individuals just like you. This year has been pretty busy with launching the freedom initiative and the next gen project as well as coaching people and training people to be disciple makers in their own spaces we haven't been able to spend a ton of time fundraising and we're facing a budget shortfall we need friends like you who would commit to being a monthly supporter of all the wonderful things that we do here at cdm we're looking for a thousand of our listeners to commit to giving 45 dollars per month if you can give more or less that's great We want to keep serving God by serving you and equipping the body of Christ to make disciples and start movements. Just head on over to ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com to donate, or you can do it right now, right here through our app. Thanks for listening, thanks for praying, and thanks for giving. Welcome back to the CDM Podcast. You're now listening to exclusive Patreon content. Contagious Disciple Making exists to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. And now, part two. all right we're coming back after the break we've got our guest preston condor i'm paul watson and rebecca ewing is with us as well and before the break we talked about how preston had started engaging a local high school there in the uh, north richmond dc area and uh, all the wonderful things that god was doing and the baptisms that he that uh that he ended up happening you know making happen and all that kind of stuff is wonderful but the journey to that moment wasn't always easy and was just as messy as the process of getting to the baptisms itself. And so Preston, could you jump in, give us a little bit of your backstory? Cause I think that that makes that moment in that locker room so much sweeter.
1: Yeah. So several years ago, I first heard about disciple making movements and got to participate in a training with a guy named Shadonke and mm. he is a, incredible disciple maker and that kind of just blew my mind and one of the books that i came across was contagious disciple making that you co-authored paul and so um i just remember first getting exposed to these things and what i believe was possible started to change and i just started to see man if, if i could make some shifts and tweaks and uh and then along the way i connected with you guys paul and rebecca and started being a part of some of the the training and coaching that, that you guys offer. And so as I first started to implement, I was a college minister at the University of Alabama. So we had Wednesday night worship. We had small groups. We did all the normal serving church, all that good stuff. But then I started to try to, you know, catalyze something on campus that was um, more of a disciple making movements kind of approach. So, I connected with a guy that was in a fraternity. I, at that time, was kind of thinking there's a ton of fraternity and sorority students at Alabama. Maybe I could start there. Met a guy, uh, befriended him, invited him to come uh, to me and my wife's house. And we're having dinner. And I just said, Hey, man, hey, what if you just started a fraternity Bible study?
0: Hmm. And
1: we're eating dinner and he kind of picks up his phone. He's talking and text, and I'm just like, well, that's kind of rude that he's like just, you know, texting in the <laughs> middle of talking. And then he turns his phone around, shows a group me message that he just sent out. And he says, yeah, 30 guys just like the message to come to the Bible study that I'm going to start. <laughs> and so he showed up on I don't remember the night. Let's say it was a Tuesday night. And he shows up and we hosted it at our church's building that was right across the street from the the campus. And so maybe like 20 minutes before the group starts, he comes in and I teach him the the discovery Bible study questions. And I'm like, you know, do this and this and this. And I kind of put it up on a a whiteboard that's in the back of the room. So uh, to be honest, I didn't train him well enough. That was one of the things I learned. Um, i I did not build a team around him. It was all about that one guy, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, if you if you listening to this, I obviously have learned and try to do some different things because of that. But he did that first Bible study and honestly, it went really well. And and no joke, I went to a different room in the church and I literally am jumping and worshiping and praising. I'm shouting praises <laughs> to God because I'm seeing it happen and I'm so elated. and The next week, three of the guys tell me they want to get baptized and we're saying, hey, we could do it, you know, at the frat house and just all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, God, it's happening. And then the guy comes to me who's leading the Bible study and says, hey, man, I have been listening to sermons by a big time preacher and I want to start preaching his sermons at the Bible study. And I tried talking him out of it. I tried to help him understand the vision I tried. He wouldn't listen. And um, Mm -hmm. that was the last time that that group met was when he talked for 45 minutes and rambled on and on and on and no one wanted to listen. And it was really Mm -hmm. it was just bad. And so the whole thing fell apart. The guys didn't get baptized. Um, And I was very discouraged. It was during COVID. And I thought, Hey, I'm telling our college students that are in our ministry. Hey, we're doing something different. We're going to become a disciple making movement. We're going to get out there and make disciples and I'm going for it. And then it all falls apart. Mm -hmm. So around that time, um, somewhere in there, I I stopped working with you guys. Uh, I started to become very discouraged, very disillusioned and just thought, okay, well, maybe this stuff works in Africa or China or India but it doesn't work here or, or even worse, maybe it won't work with me. Mm. And so I started coaching football, uh, in Tuscaloosa with a high school team to get out of ministry. Like I was done. I was like, I'm transitioning out. I just got to get a job. One day I'm on the football field and I get a text and a guy says, Hey, this church in Northern Virginia is looking for a campus pastor. You should talk to him. And so long story short, God ends up, you know, making it clear to me and my wife, Hey, I'm not done with you. And just because you failed, just because you feel bad right now, that doesn't mean in the long term that's what I'm wanting you to do. Mm-hmm. And so we we went ahead and moved and uh, and came up to Northern Virginia. And I, I didn't tell you guys this, um, uh, Paul and Rebecca, but there was another little thing that happened. Uh, maybe uh, about a, uh, a little bit less than a year ago, we went to a conference. And there was a guy there, there's all, it was like the shark tank of ministry ideas. And the, there's this guy there who he had catalyzed the movement. And I went up to him afterwards and I said, Hey, what, what, what approach are you doing? What, what, how are you doing movement? And he says, Oh, I, uh, I'm doing the CDM movement stuff. And I said, Oh, I said, when did you get coaching from David Watson? Or like, is, is David or Paul mentoring you? And, and he said, Oh no, I just read the book. <laughs> and no joke like that for me was like a light bulb kind of moment where i just thought this movement t- it's movement stuff's too complicated i can't do it i gotta do this different that it's overwhelming and here was the guy who just said oh yeah i just read the book and i did it and i thought you know what maybe <laughs> maybe i should go back and uh and not only not give up on ministry, but not give up on disciple making movement principles. And mm. so that that's what, praise God, he has helped me persevere. And that's what led me to this point.
2: Well, you know, Preston, what I really love about uh, this story that ended up being your comeback story, because uh, you came back, came back pretty, uh, you know, strong coming in there uh, and everything is that, you know, first off, none of us are immune to discouragement. And, you know, sometimes a lot of people look, may, in the moment, we feel very successful. And other people might see us like, oh, they're, they're doing great. You know, no way would that person ever blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, we're all, we're all prone to, you know, the the discouragement that can come from different things. And yeah. so... You know, it's it's good for people to know, like, hey, you know, you can come back from discouragement, you can come back from things like that. And I think as as well that when as you have come back from that, you're you're learning from the things that happened before. See, and even as you're telling this part of the story, it's like, okay, I know that I need to do more explaining the process to people as they begin this. And then also you're identifying that this was very interesting. Something you said, not everybody gets this that to a certain extent, you do need an in a beginning insider to help open up the group, but it's not all on their shoulders either. The whole point is you're getting other people to have buy-in super duper fast too, in this whole process. So it's not just the person of peace time, you know, and, and in, in uh, or the the other, you know, um high school Christian leader time, you know, it's it's now it's a group thing that they're doing together. And so, again, uh, we can get in DMM so focused on that entry point person that we don't actually build that out. And then actually something else you said I thought was really important was. When the guy, even though he was this influential Christian person and brought everybody together, once he started talking for 45 minutes, they weren't interested anymore. And so, you know, that shows us that the principles that are working are not only the fact that there's an insider that's doing this. It's that it's the whole process of discovery. Uh, that is actually, and reading his word and discovering it together, that actually really brings groups like this along and keeps people going at it. And, you know, um, like I said, I just love the fact that God brought you back to saying, hey, uh, this happened, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. And so uh, bringing it back to that, and uh, because I think that sometimes we think, think that when we hear stories of movement, we hear stories of how multiplication happened, we're like, this is going to happen right out the gate. I'm a pretty smart person. I got good grades in school. You know, I'm a pretty competent person. So it's going to go great right at the beginning. And we're in America. So we're already like two tenths, you know, half the way there anyway, aren't we? You know, kind of thing. And it's like, wait a minute. What Yes, it's, it's it. There's all this. The reality is, there's this whole time period. First off, in their stories of, that you've been hearing, and then also what we have to go through of learning and adjusting and just going through uh, the start and the stops and, you know, the groups that make it, the groups that don't make it. Um, learning like, okay, I probably should have done this here. I'll do this differently next time. And that eventually leads to the big stories of fruit that comes there. And so, you know, uh, and we can appreciate the, the fruit that we do get all along the way. Um, but often people don't get past that point. They get started, they get discouraged, and then they just never come back to it again. And what I love about you and your story is that you've allowed God to so speak to you in your life to be able to bring back and, and try it again.
0: And one of the things that I saw, too, is that and and just to really underscore here is that willingness to learn and to try something and to try something again and, and everything. So you talked about how I didn't build a team around that guy. And then obviously in the story that you told before the break, you had teams that you were working with, multiple people there. So you took a lesson that you learned and you adapted and made it going forward. And I also like how. Um, That while we are celebrating the baptisms of those of those high school students, that the vision is now working with them to multiply groups that would affect all of the other sports teams. And I'm sure you're already thinking about this, the families and other places in and of the school as well. And so it's still having that strategic understanding and look at it all, even in building the teams and not leading it. And I also want to underscore, and I love this, you didn't lead it. You didn't lead it. Or maybe you really did lead it. And in the (laughs) fact that, in the fact that you found the leaders and raise them up as leaders and then allowed them to lead. And then you watched and made, and made sure that it was happening. That is key. And a lot of people in the United States miss it. We so want to be involved and experience the process that we're trying to be in the discovery Bible studies ourselves. And as a result, we don't get to the results that we're wanting to happen or we want to be so involved in the process. We're the ones doing the baptizing When in reality, us baptizing actually can stop the process and allowing them to baptize makes it go through. And so you you learn so much from that process and it all came together. And that's the other thing is, is that it is messy and embracing the mess and understanding the mess. You know, even even in hearing you, I'm going, okay. well, maybe we could do this. And maybe even my brain is going sitting there going. But here's we can't stop this. This is what God's doing. And uh, he took your faithfulness and your learning and your commitment in order to raise up students to be leaders in order to bring honor and glory for himself. And and if I did my calculations right, you still have like what, um, 10, maybe nine towels left. So uh, so I, I'm sitting here praying that we get some baptisms done here pretty quick. We need the cold water recovery tank. We need your horse trough. We need the nine towels. And then we're probably going to have to go get a bunch of others. So uh, so that's that's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs>
2: anyway, anyway. Well, you know, um, so so, you know, I, I think that Paul said ending with the idea of mess is that discovery isn't perfect along the way. But it's all about getting us the next step of the discovery journey. And I think, again, a lot of people in traditional ministry are so uncomfortable that they want to get people across the finishing line so fast that they want everything to happen immediately and they're not okay with the process of the mess of getting there and realizing that the whole, actually, in some regards, the victory is in the mess in the sense of the victory is being able to just getting them taking those steps and you know that them taking the steps is going to lead them to where they need to go. Um, So Preston, I wanted to ask you this then in closing, if you could speak to the listeners and give them some type of encouragement or something big that you learned in your story or something, what would you say to them?
1: Hmm. I would say that God is the impossibility specialist. Hmm i would say that um, no matter how hard it is or how painful the failures are continue to persevere um i would say find the mentors and the coaches i think mm-hmm. i i, I want to say obviously thank you to the lord but i i want to say paul rebecca thank you also want to thank bill smith who is a good friend and mentor to me, um, who's been coaching me throughout this? I want to thank John King, who who's coached me as well. I want—I I mean, there's so many people. I—I um, I just there's no way I could have done this on my own, and so I think for people listening, you have to get the community around you. You have to get uh, other people to pour into you. Um, and maybe the final thing I would say, and this is kind of the the challenger in me, is. Stop just doing discovery Bible studies with people at your church. Get out <laughs> in the
0: harvest.
1: Get out in the harvest. I, mm-hmm. I hear people talk about discovery doesn't work and it's not multiplying. It's, well, it's because you're just doing a different type of Bible study with church people and you're not asking anyone to multiply it. You're not going yep. out to the harvest. You're not entering and um, doing access ministry. Um, so you can do this, but you got to get out of your church programs and into the harvest. That's Absolutely. exactly right.
0: And I loved hearing it's so much fun to hear you meant you mentioned Bill Smith. Uh, you know, because I knew Uncle Bill from the time I was probably 12 years old. And uh, so he's an old friend of the faith. And then John King and I worked on developing a lot of the Discovery Bible study lists on, on the project together. And I love John King and everything else and uh, and all of that and the guy and what the guys are doing over at Final Command. Uh, and you're right. It takes all of us working together because here's the thing. Jesus is worth it. America is worth it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Our students are worth it. And, and it takes all of us as a body of Christ saying, we will obey the great commission. We will obey the great commandments because we believe that Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I'm pretty sure that you're like Rebecca and I pressed in this. We don't, measure our success on earth or our inheritance on heaven by mansions and Camaros. We measure <laughs> our success on earth and our inheritance in heaven and how many people are around the dining room table with us eating underneath the banner of Jesus Christ, because we know that we're in a kingdom now and we're going to be in his kingdom when it comes again. And cool. uh, I just think that that's super exciting. Rebecca.
2: Well, Preston, I, I really have enjoyed listening to your comeback story. And uh, I just want to once again tell those who are listening today may be the beginning of your comeback story as well. And so right. just think that each day, because we serve the God of the impossible and the God of the future, that today could be a turnaround for you.
0: All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the CDM podcast. Don't forget to leave a, that rating or review. And don't forget to help us out by becoming a monthly supporter. You can do that super quick right here on the Contagious Disciple Making app before you leave. Also, and most importantly, go make disciples. What are you waiting for? Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, Connect with us at contagiousdisciplemaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world changing disciple makers.